0: What's up? What's up? It's Carson Andrew, the host of the What A Relief podcast, or the What A Relief podcast hosted by Carson Andrew. This is episode seven. It's Sunday, September 8th, 2019, coming live from Hell's Kitchen, Manhattan, worldwide. Uh, Yeah. Thanks for tuning in. Really appreciate it, guys. You know I love each and every one of you. You're all very good people. I know that. uh But just make sure you like and subscribe, otherwise you're not a good person. (laughs) Yeah, so like and subscribe. Uh, This episode's going to be a fun one, man. It's called Consequences Got Repercussions. Now, does that saying have much sense to it, make much sense? No, but you'll soon learn where it comes from, and I think it summarizes just, uh, you know, this story that I'm going to go through, but also the last couple years of my life. And um, sometimes, you know, you just got to throw your hands up and laugh in life. Am I right? Sometimes there's only so much you can control. You just got to capitulate. You just got to say, really? And you got to go, you motherfucker, life, you're a bitch. Am I right? (laughs) Oh, man. You know, I also, I love how we're on episode seven. We're actually creating some content. You know, we didn't die after episode two. Which, statistically speaking, most episodes do. Did I take a a six-month hiatus between episode three and episode four? Yes, I did. But are they churning out somewhat regularly now? Yes, they are. Do I feel good about it? Of course. Okay? And you should, too, because you're part of it. Most podcasts die after two episodes because the creator is like, you know, they get all excited. They're like, oh, I have an idea. Oh, I have some free time today. Let's make a podcast. And then they get back to their paper pushing 9 to 5, never to pick up the microphone again. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, that's not me, though. You know, I got something to say. Um, this podcast, uh, the majority of it's going to be going over last Sunday, seven days ago. Sunday, September 1st. The, mo- the expected move-in date... For my new apartment in Jersey City. Or should I say JC. As the cool kids call it. JC. Wasn't that an acronym? Wasn't that the name or or an acronym for one of the the NSYNC guys? JC Chazay or whatever. Out of the like five of those dudes. He was like you know fourth hottest. Respectable but you know. Timberlake sort of took stole the show there. So this was last Saturday, you know, where do I even begin my move into JC? (laughs) Of course, you know, my friend and I, Arun, we went out the night before till like 3 a.m. Because he likes to party and he's got a lot of money. So we just, you know, we do what we do. And of course, I wake up at 11 a.m. Usually I don't sleep in that late, but getting home at 3.30 or so is pretty damn late. So... I wake up at 11am feeling like I just got hit by a Brinks truck. Like I'm leveled on the pavement, pavement. That's what I feel like. And at this point at 28, it's not even about the head anymore. It's not a headache. It's your body, dude. Your body feels like shit. Your stomach is churning. Most likely you got the shits. You're sore. <sighs> <sighs> Uh, You know, also 11 a.m. was one hour past, one hour after when I was supposed to pick up the U-Haul. I had a 10 a.m. appointment. You know, thinking I was going to be a model citizen the night before and get up at 9 a.m. eager to tackle the day, but that wasn't the case. So I run over to U-Haul, and luckily, after standing in line for 30 minutes outside in the New York City humidity, you know, sweat and scotch smelling like a whore's jockstrap. I finally get a U-Haul. They have one left, so I take it. And, you know, go back. I pack. Everything's in there eventually, like three hours later. We're still on track, aren't we? Right? Everything's going well. Am I right? But there was a moment in this day when things changed, when the tides turned and everything turned to shit. Okay? And, you know, it was, it was this one specific woman, Latoya, uh, in tollbooth, NJ6734 on the New Jersey Turnpike and I think she cursed me. You know? We're driving the U-Haul. We're getting off the highway in Jersey en route to the new apartment. Also, the fact that you gotta take a highway there, not a good sign. Too far away, bro. You gotta take a highway to your apartment. Learn how to, find a way to make more money and live in the city. How about that? Huh? Huh? Okay? So we got to pay this toll. But of course, we're millennials. We don't have any cash. We're cashless. It's a cashless world, baby. I got a pocket full of Bitcoin. No, I don't. I don't know. That just sounded cool. But we don't have any cash. I'm talking to this very friendly lady. Her name was Latoya. And don't think I'm racist. She had a name tag on. Okay, that's her name, Latoya. Very friendly, though. Of African descent. You know, explaining to her that we ain't got no cash, baby. We ain't got no greenback. We ain't got no Benny Franks. And she said that's fine. Take this ticket. Go on through. But just so you know, consequences got repercussions. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> consequences got repercussions. And she's right, you know? But that phrase don't make much sense, baby. Those words mean the same mean the same thing. Consequences and repercussions. <laughs> Uh, you know, what she should have said is everything has consequences. Well, you can go through, but everything has consequences, or your actions have repercussions. So fucking funny! And in that phrase, that was the moment where everything shifted. You know, it was a precursor for the day, but it's also a tagline for the past few years of my life. <laughs> Look, bro, you may want to start your own business and try to be a big boy. But just remember, with great consequences come great repercussions. (laughs) LOL, dude. LOL. Let me get that tatted on my ass. Consequences got repercussions. But we make it past Latoya, the friendly toll booth lady who needs to take hooked on phonics. Uh, And we're driving. And mind you, this is a different route to the apartment than than what I took to go to the showing with the realtor originally, to take a look at it myself. With the showing, I sort of went directly from the light rail to the apartment. The fact that I have to get off the major subway system and take an additional right, light rail to the apartment also should have been another signal. But, you know, emotional times yield poor decision making. So... You know, that's what happened here. And we're driving in. We're coming in from like the actual way you get into this neighborhood. And it's more or less like Baghdad. You know, you got deserted buildings. You got abandoned cars. You got abandoned warehouses. You got dilapidated tacky used car dealerships, empty lots, sand pits. And my buddy Arun, he just starts going off, dude. He just starts losing his shit. He's like, you're going to live here, dude no way, no way, no, no, dude, look at, no, dude, no, no, and, you know, <laughs> I'm laughing along with him, because in the macro, this is fucking hilarious, in the micro, it's very painful and, and anxiety-inducing, he's like, I can't see you living like this, man, I'll give you the money that you need to get out of here, bruh, and, you know, he's right, He's right. By the time we even get to the apartment, I've called the agent and I'm like, hey, let's meet for the keys. But I'm adios. You know, we got to find a way to get out this bitch. I know I signed the lease about seven days ago, but I'm unsigning the lease seven days from then. And we get the keys. We go up to the apartment. It's definitely a really nice apartment. I can understand why I might have decided to live here. But the problem is it's the only erect building within a three mile radius, you know? We're looking out the window, and he asks why I don't want to move in. And I tell him, dude, the neighborhood is bunk. I don't know if that's an actual word. Maybe I need to take Hooked on Phonics as well. But it just felt like the right description. It's bunk. Uh Uh-huh. That's what I actually said. And he's like, yeah. His name's Damien. Very nice gentleman. Super nice. He's like, neighborhood ain't there yet. And I'm like, damn right it ain't there yet, bruh." That's the nice way of saying it. Neighborhood ain't there yet. <laughs> That's another phrase from this day, man. Neighborhood ain't there yet. Whenever you're on the road, I don't know, traveling the road, the interstate system of the United States of America. Stories come out of the road, okay? And I know this from traveling the country with my pops, Gary Weenand, um, while 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 pursuing a potential career on the PGA Tour you know competing in junior golf tournaments around the country we did a lot of driving baby a lot of traveling a lot of stories coming to that come out of that that time on the road and for sure the neighborhood ain't there yet brother and i'm out of this neighborhood brother i'll wait till it's there yet i'll wait till it's there and then i'll come back basically i got priced out of the actual neighborhoods you know i was thinking fiscally Good price, good good apartment. I'll deal with the inconvenience and the shit around it. But you actually get there and you actually think about living there and you're like, nah. Can't do it. And not only is it a bad neighborhood, it's a goddamn pussy desert. You know? And I'm an attractive 28-year-old male that loves females. And it's not a good place to be. That's reason enough to move back into the city. Can't be living in no pussy desert. If I was ever able to convince a girl back to come back to Jersey City, you know, and take a 40-minute cab ride and pay $50, a $50 Uber fare with me, they'd walk up to this building at 1 a.m. and think I was going to lock them in my closet and cut off their toes. That's what they would think. So you can't have that. That's reason enough to pay more money that I don't have and live in the city. Honestly, if it was only bros in the world, I probably could make it work, but it's not. You got to date females. (laughs) So Damien, my lovely realtor, he's been awesome. Shout out to Damien. If you're ever in Jersey City looking for real estate, hit him up. Supposedly, he's always working. Supposedly, he's got a wife and kids. It's information you really didn't need to have. But I'm just giving you a little background on the guy. Damien leaves. It's me and Arun. We go up to the rooftop. And, you know, we're just, we're a little shook. Shooketh, as my sister would say. I'm shooketh. What just happened, man? What the fuck, dude? What the fuck, dude? This was the wrong time to make another bad decision. You know? A little down in the dumps. In debt, no get broke up with my girlfriend, like, you know, all this shit, dude. Very humbled, let's call it, let's say that. And to make this decision, it just sort of blew my mind a little bit. You know, we're laughing because in the macro, we'll be all right. In the micro, though, very anxiety inducing. I'm like, seriously, dude, I'm gonna have to spend money. To get out of this lease and go to another neighborhood. Really? I'm going to really have to do this? You really you really fucked up again? You can't do shit. But whatever, it's all right. A week later, I'm in this new apartment and everything's settled down. We'll get to that in a minute. But on the roof, you know, I got my iPhone out. I got to email the landlord. Hi, Triptesh. That's his name. I don't know, you know, uh, Triptesh. Sounds like he's an enterprising male of Indian descent. I'm just saying, just reporting the facts. Very nice guy as well. Unfortunately, due to changing circumstances, I will no longer be able to move into the apartment. I apologize for any inconvenience. Please let me know what the next steps are. (laughs) Oh, I got to send that email. Unfortunately, due to changing circumstances, I will no longer be able to move into the apartment. Yeah. The changing circumstances... Or this neighborhood is bunk. This neighborhood ain't there yet. Man, I just have to deal with the fact that consequences got repercussions. (laughs) So we send that and we're like, oh man, all right, what's next, you know? Problem is all my shit's in the back of a U-Haul and I don't have any place to live. So I got to live on my buddy's couch and we got to find a place for the U-Haul. And we're like, let's go back (laughs) <laughs> guess I'm sleeping on his couch you know let's go back into the city and try to park this bitch somewhere but before we do that you know we're heading back into the city we gotta use the Holland Tunnel there's a 35 minute traffic jam to get into the Holland Tunnel, tunnel to travel about 3 quarters of a mile literally you move it's backed up I love this place you know And uh, by the time we get there, after waiting 35, 40 minutes, we finally get to the toll booth. And wouldn't you know it, we don't have any cash again. (laughs) Duh. But this time, they don't let U-Hauls through if you don't have any cash. Because it's a $15 toll. Also $15? Really? 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 I don't pay enough in federal, state, and local, and sales tax? You got to take 15 for me to drive through a tunnel? Makes sense. Um So So yeah, so you know, we're sort of scrambling a little bit here. We're at the toll booth front of the line. We're trying to finesse a way through. We're like, can we Venmo you $15 and you use your cash to pay the toll? And we're going through this for about 45 seconds. We're trying to I'm trying to explain it, re-explain it, get her attention, try to get her to cooperate. She's having none of it. She's having none of it. It's not, it seemed like she didn't even know what Venmo was. You know, and I don't even blame her. Venmo didn't connect. It seemed like it didn't connect. She didn't know that's a there's a word, a foreign word, an alien word. And you know what? I don't blame her. You know that that app is mostly used for rich baby boomer parents. To send money to their broke, spoiled millennial children. So their millennial children can continue buying $18 drinks at fancy lounges they can't afford. So I get her situation. And I understand why she might not know what Venmo was. But, you know, eventually after us trying to finagle something out of her. And explain how it might be feasible. She looked me dead in the eye. Very sternly. And she said, I ain't going to be answering no more questions. You got to be police escorted out and come back in. (laughs) She shut down all forms of communication in the flick of a switch. Immediately. She got real serious. I thought she might even fucking pepper spray me, dude. I was like, I will obey whatever you want me to do, ma'am. I am here to obey the law. Obey the law. Abide by the rules. (laughs) She got real obstinate real quick. She like... I'm getting paid not enough for this shit. You either got the money you don't. You ain't got the money, police escort him through. It's totally fair. But it's just fucking hilarious. Literally, we had a police officer escort us out of the Holland Tunnel traffic jam line. And back onto, onto a ramp back into Jersey City. After waiting 35 minutes, 40 minutes in traffic. We get some money. It's so funny. We head back in. Through the through the tunnel. We finally get back into Manhattan. <laughs> finally get back into Manhattan. We're like, okay, we gotta we gotta park this thing. Why don't we go to the parking garage down the street from your house? It's convenient. I'll pay it. At this point, you know? At this point, it's like, what does it even mean? What does money even mean at this point? So we we pull up to the garage. We grab a ticket. The mechanical arm goes up, and we drive through. And you know, all of a sudden, I hear some clanging in the back, and it's the mechanical arm rubbing, making contact with the top of the U-Haul. The U-Haul is too tall for this bitch, but somehow we get through the mechanical arm without breaking it, and we're in the uh, we're in the garage. But we can't go any further because about 10 feet from us, it actually turns into the real garage. The cement ceiling lowers about two feet and you literally can't drive. It's too low. The U-Haul would run right into it. So we're in another pickle, baby. We're positioned in between the mechanical arm and this 20-foot space. In between the mechanical arm and where the garage starts with our big U-Haul full of my shit that has nowhere to be. Um, you know, the easiest thing would have been to just back straight out. Lift the mechanical arm up again and back right out. Just reverse that. Reverse the thing. Beep, 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 beep. And, you know, we weren't smart enough, though. Our thoughts were a little scattered at this time to uh, pull another ticket so the arm would go back up. That didn't dawn on us. You know? real We're real real intelligent folk here today. And uh, eventually, though, a couple employees from the parking garage come out. <clears throat> and they're trying to help us and, you know, I'm trying to communicate to them that the easiest way to, to get this thing out would be to back directly straight out. Um, but for whatever reason, they weren't able to articulate why that was impossible or why they didn't want to do that. I kept bringing it up. They weren't. They, they just, literally every time I suggested it, they said, nah, they, or they didn't say nah. They didn't say anything. Very strange. They wanted us to finesse finesse the U-Haul through the garage somehow, through the actual exit. And you know of a three-point turn? We did about a 27-point turn to get this bitch out. Okay? <laughs> We're finally at the exit through a series of tactical U-Haul maneuvers. We're almost hitting the lights on the ceiling. We're literally millimeters, centimeters from hitting the roof. It's like it's like that scene in Austin Powers where he's stuck in the hallway with his little little cart thing. Burr, 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 burr. Going back and forth, reverse, forward, reverse, forward. <laughs> That's what it's like. We're finally at the exit, and now the exit arm won't go up. Uh-huh. Meanwhile, though, a little side story, there's some sort of gypsy kid that appears out of nowhere. He looks like he's about 15. He looks like he's been living in the parking garage. I don't know where he came from, but he's bopping around. He's talking with us. He's trying to help. He's like all up in my face. At one point, he even gets in the U-Haul in the passenger seat, and I'm in the driver's seat. And at that point, I I was like, dude, what are you doing? Who are you? Get out. And we gave him five bucks and he skedaddled along his way down the gypsy path. Okay, very, very weird, you know? A little urban gremlin. But now the fucking exit arm won't go up. And the employees are on the phone with Parking Garage Corporate. They're literally opening the mechanical box to get that's a associated attached to this mechanical arm to like flip some switches and pull some plugs and like get this thing to open and after about 15 minutes of doing this we're on the phone with people the other employee comes around and he's like you know i'm just throwing this out there but you could pay the eight dollar one hour fee and get out right now i don't know what you want to do but you could do that and we're like really dude you knew this the whole time that was an option for the last 15, 20 minutes? We could have just paid and left? What? If it was $50, we would have paid. <laughs> so we did that. We pieced out, and we drove over the Williamsburg Bridge towards mm, this neighborhood called Brooklyn. I'm not sure if y'all have ever heard of it, but it's big. And try to we got to, you know we got to park it on the street. That's what we ended up doing. We drove around Brooklyn for about 45 minutes trying to park this thing on the street. And that's pretty much the end of the day. Eventually made it back home. It also triggered a realization that I couldn't really afford App Academy, the coding school I wanted to go to. I don't know You know, for a couple weeks there, I was coasting, trying to get into the school, thinking I could find the money to pay for it. Something about this whole incident that made me realize, dude, you can't afford App Academy. I don't know. I guess it just triggered, like, what am I exactly doing with my life? And we did the math and like to do App Academy for the next three, four months. First of all, the school costs 17,000 and living costs costs about, you know, 17,000 for three, four months. I would have gone 30 more grand in debt. Uh, no, thank you. As much as I want to, you know, as much as it's the right decision long term, short term, I need to get my ass back on track and pay off my debts and be a real human being. So, you know, we're dealing with that when I got home. You sort of spiral into like, oh, my God, what do I do? What do I do? What just happened? What just happened? I'm a loser. I just made another really bad decision. (laughs) So that was last Sunday, I was sleeping on a sofa. Tuesday, Wednesday, I went and saw 9 different places in Manhattan. Now going to look at apartments in the city is very draining, man. It takes a lot of energy. Just imagine, you know, you're up, you're in 20 different neighborhoods, Wall Street, Lower East Side, uh, Hell's Kitchen, Kip's Bay, Upper East Side, Upper West Side, to like go to all those places within a, on a schedule, very difficult or not difficult, but very tiring. So I did that for a couple days and of course, you know, I landed on the spot that's most expensive. It's on 40 West 48th Street in Hell's Kitchen. But honestly, I'm 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 astonished I'm in this bitch. I'm astonished I got it. I'm super happy. It doesn't even feel like Manhattan. It's massive, it's clean, it faces a courtyard, it's not on the street, it's quiet. Newly remodeled. I like dude convenient i feel like it should have been listed for 500 more a month when i went to sign the lease that's what the realtor said i don't know why they lease so low they could have gotten more that's what he sounded like i don't know you know i'm just reporting the facts why can't i do that you know that's what he sounded like you can make fun of you can impress, impersonate me you can make fun of me you know he's on their market and I'm like, fuck yeah, it's under market. It was amazing. So super happy about that. I'm settled in. I'm unpacked. And um, I don't even, you know, I don't have furniture to fill this thing. So that'll, that'll be on the agenda. It's empty. Except for my bed and my clothes. Because I was living in essentially a dorm in Williamsburg. And I'm now a human being the money's worth it. Thank God for, uh, you know, the, the income tax code where I can deduct my losses. I won't pay taxes for the next year and a half. So, uh, thank you, uh, federal government for, you know, um, what's the word? What is, uh, uh, incentivizing? There we go. It's a big word. A lot of syllables in that one. Incentivizing, you know, Uh, business creation, incentivizing entrepreneurs to spend money. It stimulates the economy here and now. If I kept all my money, it'd still be in my savings account, not in the economy. So, you know, they they help you out on the back end. They help you recover faster with some tax deductions. I'll be taking full advantage of that. Um, But last night, did I... Learn that this is one of the gay neighborhoods in the city. Yes, I did. Okay, did I get it hit on by a uh, 29-year-old male named Sebastian from Mexico City in my local pizza shop? Uh, yes, I did. And is that okay? Uh, yeah, it is. Sure, dude. Whatever. You know, it's fine. It's one of the gay neighborhoods: Greenwich Village, Hell's Kitchen, and Chelsea. I've I've come to learn a lot of a lot of dudes in pairs walking around. You know. I'm just saying, it's fine. You know, He, I was eating pizza and he kept looking at me. Now, I look good, okay? I had just showered. I don't know why I showered. I got some new clothes on. I did my hair. I don't know why I did that. I wasn't really planning on going out-out, but I did it anyway just to feel good because I was unpacking all day. I just wanted to feel fresh. So I get it, you know. But, um... He, he opened you know he kept looking at me he opened with what'd you get <laughs> what did I get bro it's a fucking slice of pizza what did I get uh, well you know I got a buffalo chicken slice what's it to you?" <laughs> and uh, my video just ended sorry to all the video viewers you got 30 minutes out of it this battery is shit but we'll keep it going and, um, yeah, you know, that, 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 turned into a, what'd you get turned into a. Uh, I literally said I got a Buffalo chicken slice. It's a little awkward. Um, it turned into, you know, where you're from all this shit. And I'm like, dude, <clears throat> you know, you are a good looking guy. You seem very nice. You're a nice person, but I'm getting, you know, this is not what, there's nothing going on here. I like women. As I just said, I can't live in a pussy desert. That's how much I like women. So that was hilarious. This is a beautiful neighborhood, though, man. I'm really happy. Um, been a whirlwind of a week. I'm a little settled in now. Looks like I'll be working for my buddy at his company called Grailed in Soho. It's 25 minutes on one subway line. I don't even have to transfer. 25 minutes from door to door. They just moved into a new 20,000 square foot office. It's freaking beautiful. It's like a real company now. It's, am- it's like Wild. To see it go from him coating this thing in his pajamas uh, in his dingy bedroom in San Francisco to twenty thousand luxury square feet in the middle of Soho—it's you know it's sick, man. Really, ha- really proud of him. Really happy for him. Um, so yeah, I think I'm gonna do that. You know, this is the first time in my life where I have not, where I'm not really grinding to accomplish anything. You know, I'm just living to live right now. I'm just living to recuperate, get back on track, take it easy, be less hard on yourself. Because growing up, you know, I was a very focused, competitive junior golfer. I definitely had aspirations to go on the PGA Tour. It was very disciplined, very regimented. I traveled a whole bunch. It was a whole thing, okay? Then you get to Yale, Yale's a whole thing. You gotta get good grades. very competitive. I'm on the varsity golf team. That's also very competitive. You have additional practices and tournaments. It's It's a thing, too. Okay, then coming out of college, definitely too hard on myself, you know? Definitely too ambitious. I don't think you realize, like, you don't know anything, and you don't realize that, like, life is long as shit, man. You don't have to do anything right out of school, almost. Okay? Just get your feet on the ground, make a little money, figure out what's what, and take it from there. So, You know, trying really hard in some difficult fields, sales, wealth management, solar development, always just grinding, baby, just grinding, trying to do. And then, of course, Property Owl for two years was its whole thing. That was very intense as well. Really trying to achieve some shit, really trying to be a big boy. And I think Property Owl was the culmination of a lot of things. I think it was also um, a reaction to how bored I was in Naples. I was socially. It was so socially dry and socially repressive. Got angry. Solar development was was puttering along. You know, my boss overpromised me on what I would be making. He was a he was a uh, hoaxer as well. He turned out to be not a great guy. You know, I, I sales is frustrating. Doing that was sort of a, a rebellious act. Also, coming from a, uh, a neighborhood where i'm surrounded by successful people in naples florida and coming from a household that had an emphasis on entrepreneurship there's like all these factors that led me to to take this leap of faith and um yeah i don't know i think that was my full thought i think i articulated my full thought there I i feel like there was more to it but it just ended right there um that's all you're getting guys but that's that's the truth and um and yeah now now we're just chilling baby okay we're just gonna have some fun and get ourselves back on track and then you know maybe a year from now we'll try to be a big boy again because it's get rich or die trying you know I ain't no fuck boy I'm gonna take a breather but I ain't no fuck boy I'm gonna try again okay i am the boss i will be i i have enough wherewithal to to make decisions okay somebody doesn't need to make decisions for me okay and uh now i'm a full new yorker though i'm in manhattan i'm no longer a bridge and tunnel person i just learned what that you know just heard that expression the first time the other day bridge and tunnel no longer i'm on the island and uh i'm a full new yorker i think you know though One of the most exhausting things about Manhattan is that there's always somebody in your way. It's just people like, get out of my way! You know? And, um, I'm at the point over the last year where if I bump into somebody now in the subway, walking around the subway, I don't even say sorry. You know, nobody says sorry, it just happened. What, I'm gonna say sorry to the person I just bumped into? They don't give a shit, they're gone already. They ain't saying anything. What am, I'm this cheery little kid from Naples, Florida. Oh, I'm sorry I ran into you. Nah. You know? <laughs> a year from now, I'll be like, hey, I'm walking here. What are you doing, motherfucker? Let's check in a year from now. See what level of New Yorkism I'm at. Okay? But, um, you know, it, two years. I, this is September 2019. I remember September 2017. I decided to commit to property owl. So 2 years of let's just call it business school. Okay, let's just call it business school. Um, I remember saying when I started property owl, at least it won't be boring. You know? At least you'll be living some life. You'll feel it'll be it'll be exciting. And yeah, I I wasn't wrong. It's was exciting. I had coffee with my buddy the other day. You know, he's sort of in transition a little bit and he's like, dude, you know, life ain't linear. It's true. You know, you want to be inching. You want to be making progress every year. But this is an imperfect process. Things are not linear. There's ups and downs. It's volatile. Um, So, yeah, I think that's about it, guys. I've really enjoyed this episode with you. Make sure to like and subscribe. I just want to let you know that you're a good person. You're doing good things out there. I love you. Don't be too hard on yourself. All right? Work hard. Don't do too many drugs. And exercise. And be polite to women. And things will, things will be fine. So, uh, like and subscribe. I'll catch y'all guys soon. We're going to keep this baby cooking. I love y'all. Peace.